Enfoncez bien votre carte ou faire le numéro que vous désirez obtenir. Hello? Hey, it's Keith. Oh, hello. How are you? Hi, can you hear me all right? Yes, I can. This is weird. This is a... There's more payphones in this city than I've ever seen anywhere, but none of them are really in a good spot. So I'm kind of in a subway. It's kind of loud and stuff, but... But I guess it'll do. So how's the heat up that way? Oh, it's it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, so that's where... I was going to call you last week, but my calling card ran out of money, so I had to get a new calling card. And then today I was like... I almost put it off again just because I'm so wiped. Like, it is so... Oh yeah, there goes the subway. <laughs> this should probably be a short little recording, I guess, because the subway is just going to keep going by. But man, yeah, this heat wave is awful. Like, remember I told you that um, even if I was like a millionaire, I would still stay at this Airbnb that I met because I just like it. It's like a nice little house. The difference is, if I was a millionaire, I would get an air conditioner. Because <laughs> like, well, you could afford one. If you were a millionaire, you could definitely afford it. Yeah, or even just go buy a fan and then whatever, just like donate it. I guess I'm here for another little while. I guess I could do that, actually. I could go to Value Village and get a fan and then just donate it back. But I don't know how long, you know, this heat wave will last. But basically, it didn't cool down enough for me to go to sleep until like 3 or 4 in the morning yesterday. And then I woke up at 8 in the morning sweating again. And I'm just like, oh my god, it's already starting again. <laughs> but I managed to just like you know, uh, douse myself with a bunch of water, get rid of all my blankets and stuff, and I slept for another few hours, but, but and now I've had to leave the house, because like around two or three in the afternoon, it's like I gotta just get out of there, and now I can't go back until, you know, tonight, when it starts to cool down again. Like, it's horrifying, the heat is bad everywhere, but this, this house in particular is just like a heat box, it's really bad. Well, it's not too bad here, we're, I mean, we're, we're getting some 30 degree, and everybody's but, but it cools down in the night. It's really only in the middle of the day that it's, that it's hot. That's like a big bonus too to that, that house. It's just, it never gets hot. It's just like a big cold house. <laughs> so. Well, as long as you keep it closed down. I see I've got the doors open here today because I'm here today. But if I came home here, like if I was working and I came home at 6 o'clock and nobody had opened the doors, it would be really very cool in here. Yeah. Man, yeah, it's like, uh, it's lucky that uh, Brad was going to come visit me this weekend, but he put it off till next weekend. And it's a good thing that he did, because like on Saturday, it was so hot that the wind was hot, you know? <laughs> and like, that doesn't happen very often. Like, I, it was like so hot that I, I mean, I usually am not the guy that walks around without a shirt, but I'm like, I can't deal with this. I have to. And it didn't help, you know? Like the wind is just like, a, it's like a, a hair dryer everywhere in the well, city. Well, there's so many of those big cities, like they don't have enough trees to keep it, to create yeah. a nice, you know, cool canopy. Even if you come to a park where there are some trees and you can get a little bit of relief, there's still not enough trees all around that can kind of alleviate that. Yeah, that could be part of it for sure. Yeah, and I guess Toronto is also pretty bad. So I guess everywhere is hot, but yeah, this is like, man, I hope it, uh, I hope it passes because this sucks. It's uh, not very cool. Oh, well, summertime, you gotta take it when you can get it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, uh, and I mean, this is kind of, like, why, I, I don't know, it's just, like, I, don't, I can't even think, you know? <laughs> I just, I don't know, I'm just so hot and tired, I just, I can't even, I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I did read up, though, about, it's, like, a simple little thing that I just never really looked up before, but 
Um, I looked up humidity. I'm just like, like, what is humidity? Like, why is it so brutal? And it's a pretty simple thing, but it, it does kind of make sense. It's just that when there's a lot of humidity in the air, you know, normally you sweat, and then when your sweat evaporates, that's what, like, takes the heat away with it. But when there's too much humidity in the air, your sweat can't evaporate because there's already too much water in the yeah, atmosphere. Too much moisture. Yeah, so, in the you, air. so you just have hot water just on your skin that just and have you makes had, you hotter. Like, thunderstorms and that. We did have one, yeah, on uh, Friday night maybe, and yeah, it, like helped a little, but not didn't last. But, like, but see, it doesn't really. It right, does for the, the time that it's happening, but then when it's over, there's now all this extra moisture in the air. That was like, it is though, that's the one thing I guess about being just so hot and just sweating and sweating and sweating and like finally it, it hit the point where at least I wasn't just constantly sweating anymore. But then I, uh, at this point it was like two in the morning so it was pretty late. So I just like went out on the front porch of this house because you know it's just the middle of the night, no one's around. I'm just like in my underwear and I just poured a bottle of water on my head and, and it was actually a little bit cold feeling and it's like, ah, great, <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, it's a, I don't know, maybe that room just needs a heavier curtain or something. It's just something about how the window's placed and it just, yeah, it just heats up all day and it's, it's ridiculous. And I don't yeah. think Montreal is really known for its air conditioning in general. Like part of that European vibe is that uh, it's just kind of hot everywhere. It's hard to find a place that's, that's cold. And see, like you say that this house is cool, but if we were up on the third floor, it wouldn't be. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, the third floor is brutal. Yeah, yeah. it's like the higher up you go, the warmer it gets. Man, it's insane too, like just how modern society, like just when things collapse, it's gonna be bad. So there was this, you know how you can buy, uh, you can buy beer everywhere here, which is kind of cool. So I was at this little gas station by my Airbnb and they had like, like the little, like it's like the walk-in beer place where you know you just walk in and it's like a big refrigerated area and I just mentioned to the guy I'm like oh man it feels good to go in there and he said that this one it's just this one random little gas station in a weird random corner in Quebec that the monthly bill to keep that area refrigerated is seven thousand dollars and it's just crazy like when you multiply that by all the little random places all over and like and that's just to keep beer cold I don't know, it's crazy. It's like amazing that society works, you know, that, <laughs> that this, this culture hasn't collapsed yet. Cause and yet, if you had two places side by side, one guy with the refrigerated beer room and the guy without, yeah. the guy with the refrigerated beer room would be the one making the money. Well, maybe it wouldn't be because he'd be paying $7,000 for a refrigerated room. <laughs> well, but everybody feels that they have to have the cold beer. Even, even those, those specialty beers, um, Personally, I find them a lot better at room temperature. Right. Dark beers and that. And I'll say to people, you know, I like that. Oh, I like that. They don't even like the beer. Like, they don't even like dark beer. But they'll say, oh, I really like that. I like that cold. But, and then I'll say, well, you don't even like this beer. Like, you like lager or the light beer. Uh, oh, yeah, I've got to have it cold. Like, they don't even know what they're really talking about. But beer, and, and even cold beer, like, like, like um, white beer, light beer, whatever, even that, I find, if it's not icy cold, it, it has more flavor. It's like cold water. Cold water is really, really refreshing. But it really doesn't have any taste or any extra taste. It's just the coldness. Well, it's like, uh, 
Yeah, like I, I bought like a six pack when I was there, but it takes me a week to drink a six pack. So yeah, I had like a cold beer on the first day. <laughs> yeah, then just warm beer for the rest of the week. But it's like, yeah, well, whatever. It was still nice just to go in. Flavor if it's not, I mean, not like warm or boiled beer or whatever. You don't want that. But if it, beer does not have to be icy, icy cold. Might as just drink a glass of cold water for that purpose because it, it does the same thing. But as it kind of gets a little warmer, it actually has more flavor. But hey, these guys are not drinking that beer for the flavor. They're just drinking the drink. Especially everybody I know. They're all a bunch of Elkies. <laughs> gotta have their beer. We, but it is funny that even though they're alcoholics, I'm talking to that crew that drinks down at our garage. Right. Uh, even though they're alcoholics, it's got to be cold beer. Well, I was going to say, too, it seems a little silly because you're probably just going to buy the beer and bring it home and put it in your own fridge anyway, but I guess maybe not. I guess, you know, they probably just drink it. They drink too too quickly. They don't have time to let it. Well, it's been a thing down there. Uh, they had bought a fridge, the little the guys that drink there. They had bought a little fridge, and somebody went in and stole it over the winter. They stole it, and they stole the winter tires off Neil's truck. Jesus. <laughs> so anyway. Um, That's where I always tell people that Trailer Park Boys is 50% real. And, like, I don't yeah. think they really believe me, but it's true. <laughs> so they've been keeping the beer in the, in the fridge that's in the kitchen down at the office. But Buddy came around lately, and he has his cooler. And I've been saying to them, you know, you don't need a new fridge. Just get a cooler, put some frozen. Oh, no, I won't keep it cold enough. Yeah, I won't keep it cold enough. So anyway, Buddy, what's his name? Um, anyway, you don't know him anyhow, but he shows up. He's got the big cooler, and he's got ice in the bottom, and he's got his beer in there, and you know, they sit down there, and they're drinking the beer. Now, all of a sudden, Barb, do you have a cooler at home? See, the cooler will work. Uh, and, of course, it keeps the beer lovely and cold, and... Nobody had said anything until I was down there the other night. Roger was Roger's name. He gave me a beer, and I said, "Oh man, that beer is just lovely and cold." So now it's, you know, because Roger's got one. Well, now they'll have one, so they're going to have a cooler down there with all their, and like they drink it so fast anyway. They buy it at the liquor store, get it delivered cold. Well, it hardly has time to get warm before the six pack is gone. Whatever. Man, it is all in their mind. It is funny too, like I noticed this myself that it's, it's, I don't know, it's funny that the whole six months I was in Vancouver, I only drank twice because uh, I went out with my friend Vince, you know, we went out for his birthday and then just some other thing, so I just had like a beer or two. So I just basically didn't drink for six months, but then once I got here and you can just buy beer at convenience stores, now, I mean, I only drink, again, it takes me a week to drink a six-pack, but now I'm like, oh, I guess I drink beer now, <laughs> just because it's, it's there, it's easier to get. I just think that's kind of a funny thing about myself, but it's like the reverse of alcoholism. It's like, uh, sure, <laughs> like, if it's in front of me, I'll drink it, and if it's not, I won't. Yeah, and that's a lot of people, there's a lot of people who drink like that, but I'm not one that, uh, like, I have all kinds of a specialty beer here at Neobot for Christmas, and like, in the last couple of days, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll still drink that, maybe I'll try that one. But it's not like uh, every day I've got to have my beer. But that crew down at the garage, oh yeah, they do. And they're real bad about enticing you to drink. Uh, like the other night, I mean, and I hadn't been in for a couple of weeks to drink with them, but I took a can. I had a can of specialty beer somebody had brought me, and I went out and I drank that. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's got to be cold. Can't drink that. It's not cold. Give me a yeah, bullshit, whatever. But then I said, well, okay, I've done that. I've got to go home. Oh, have another one. And they want you to sit and drink with them. And you can drink there all night if you want. Never pay for it. <laughs> I never pay for it. Well, Neil does. But it's not his beer I'm drinking. It's everybody else's. 
Oh, have another one, have another one. Yeah, you can sit there, drink 10 beer in the evening. You felt like it. They just love to have someone drink with them. Yeah, I do admit too, like, I mean, I do like drinking just enough that I do like this having the beer at the convenience store thing. I do kind of wish other provinces did this because, uh, because yeah, it's just that extra barrier. I guess that's the thing is like whenever I go to a dedicated liquor store, it's like, I don't know, unless I'm going to go buy like a crap ton of stuff for a big party, I just, I don't want to. It's, it's too much bother to go into this store yeah, just to buy. just for the liquor. Yeah, it's so nice here but. where you can literally just go in and buy like two cans of beer and it's easy. Yeah. And a chocolate bar, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, and that's the thing, yeah, you're going in to buy a loaf of bread. Oh, I'll pick up some beer while I'm here. Yeah, it's kind of nice. I mean, I can see the other argument that... <laughs> this really is... Yeah, I should probably cut off this podcast because this is... It's so loud. Like... <laughs> No, see, I'm not finding it loud on my end at all. I can hear them in the background, oh, but yeah, it's, it's not distracting. Now, a, a motorcycle just went by here. Now, that's distracting. It's a little hard to tell how the recording's actually going to turn out, but, uh, yeah, just with the subway going by and all these weird noises and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, it is just it's so crazy hot and my brain isn't working. So maybe I'll... And I've got a few dumb little anecdotes, but maybe I'll just uh, give you a ring, like, next week or something. Hopefully yeah, when this heat wave down, is over. Yeah, you can find some quiet spot. Yeah. I guess I'll just tell you one thing that I thought was really weird because it's so, it just reminds me because I'm at this place right now, this place Atwater Station. Where oh yes, Atwater. Yeah, I know where that is. So, uh, you know that thing about how like smells can bring back really strong memories because uh, it's just like a, a sense that you don't use as often. Like if there's a smell you haven't smelled in 20 years, it's really kind of shocking. Yeah. So this smell, I think also I've just been thinking about elementary school a lot because everything around here is French and you know it kind of just makes me feel that same kind of way that it felt like to be in French school when I was a kid. But I was thinking about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches but that have been, you know, like if you make a sandwich in the morning and then it sits in your little plastic lunchbox until lunch so it's just kind of room temperature and that specific smell of a, a kind of warm uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich where the peanut butter and jelly and the bread have all kind of melded together It's just this smell that I haven't smelled, you know in 20 30 years, whatever 30 years, I guess But the the place that I smelled it was for some reason if you take the metro from Lionel Gru to Atwater It smells like that in the oh, summer. Yeah, it's so weird. I'm like, I was thinking like, is there some kind of mineral deposit or something in the earth that smells like a warm peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Like, how do you explain that? But every single time I take that trip, it always smells like that. I'm like, wow, that's really weird. Like, I just thought it was something in the subway car or something. But then I realized that it happens every time between those two stations. There is somebody on the, no, what are the chances that you're meeting the same person on the, on the subway every time? Yeah, no, it's, it's eating, it's eating a warm peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely just something about the underground. That's a cool thing and too. And is it when you're in the, in the metro station or is it when you're actually on the metro Yeah, train? when you're, when you're traveling between is when it smells so you're like on, that. you're on the, you're on the train. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so it's just so strange like I was just like what is that smell and then when I realized what it was I'm like that's just really strange <laughs> like what a what a bizarre thing 
It's cool too though, I love how the metros here are so deep underground, like it's just really cool how you just go down and down and down, like more and more stairs. And there's one station, Snowden Station, where they cut out like a window in just a random part of the station so you can just look at the rock, like the sediment or whatever, of like here's what it looks like this deep down under. Here's some rock to look at, <laughs> you know, it's just cool. It's like a little science and that's thing. That's in the station itself. Yeah. Well, it's of course, because you can see, I mean, the rock is there as you're traveling through, but it's dark and, you, and uh, you're traveling so fast, you can't really, you just know that there's rock up there. Yeah, and you would only see, like, the walls of the subway, but in this one part, they just, because I've been in that station dozens of times, but just one time I was waiting and I just looked over and I'm like, why is there a window there? <laughs> like, what is it a window to? And it's just a window to the rock and it's like oh that's cool they must have lights in back of it do they Does yeah yeah just kind of lit their... and with a little plaque but that was it was really testing my french because there's no english version of the the plaque explaining about the rock and you know that's a lot of a lot of science terms that i probably would have learned in french high school <laughs> so i was like i don't really know what this thing is telling me but basically just here's what here's what the rock looked like you know, whatever, however many hundreds of thousands of years ago, if you could have dug down this deep, here, here it is. But anyway, so yeah, I just thought I'd let you know everything's going okay. I'm going to be here until uh, September, and then I'm heading to Toronto, and then probably I'll be back in New Brunswick around Christmas. But, but yeah, I'll give, you, I'll give you another call from Montreal when this heat wave passes and when my brain is together. Okay. And I'll find a better, uh, a quieter place. Yeah, it's unbelievable how many payphones there are here. Like, they're just everywhere. And, uh... You'd probably find it quieter up on the street. Yeah, but it, I, there was actually, uh, I passed a payphone that would have been good, but it's just directly in the sun. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. <laughs> you know, like, there's no way. Um, but yeah, it's funny too in a way, because like how Toronto is and Vancouver are losing all their payphones and Amsterdam had zero payphones. But here, not only are there a bunch of payphones everywhere, but I saw a guy the other day, like make a call on a payphone and then stand around waiting to get called back. Like I felt like I time traveled 20 years into the past, <laughs> you know, when people like, just used payphones. That's what people used to do if they were making a long distance call and they didn't want to have to pay. Oh yeah. You would call and, okay, like, uh, it was a very common thing when I was in university. You would leave your house, say, my house on Gensel Island, and I would say, now when I get to Fredericton, I will call. And, and they will ask, do you want to accept the charges? And I'll say, I want to call and I want to reverse the charges. Do you want to reverse the charges? And the person on the other hand would say, no, wrong number. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> so that way they knew you arrived back safe. You didn't need to talk to them. Hell, you just left there. They probably were dying for you to get out of there anyway. Just so you'd stop yakking at them. But yeah, that was a, that was a famous thing that because uh, long distance calling was really expensive in those days. And yeah, that's how that's what people did. They would call or they would say, "I'll phone and the I'll phone and it'll ring. I'll let it ring like three times. Don't answer it." And then three times. Bing, bing, bing. And they knew it was the person who had arrived safely at their destination. Yeah, even Boy, now. Let's go back in time. Wow. <laughs> even uh, yeah, well, that's uh, I don't know. That's I guess that's one thing I like about Montreal is like yeah, it's got this the the old phone culture and it just yeah, reminds me of being a kid because that's when I was mostly French wise and like there's just something about this city that I just find kind of 
kind of comforting, kind of nice. And I think it is like this weird European feeling it has. It's all kind of run down, but not in like a gross New York way, just in a well-used way. Yeah, I don't know, there's something about this city that just feels old, <laughs> you know? And calming, right? Yeah, it's kind of nice. And uh, it's kind of neat too, where the I don't talk French to people very often, usually just if somebody is asking directions, although that happens a lot. A lot of lost people around here, and I usually don't know where they're trying to get to, so I can't really help. But it's surprising, like, once I'm kind of, like, put to, kind of like my, my feet are put to the fire of, like, some guy stopped me on the street and suddenly he's talking French to me, I'm surprised how well my French comes out. Like, like when I'm just, like, reading signs or I'm just, like, or if I'm like thinking to myself, like if I had to say this in French, do I have the vocabulary to, to do it? And it seems pretty rough. But then when the moment comes that I have to talk to some French guy, all this French just starts spilling out of my face. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, well, that's what, that's what immersion was supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, it worked. It, it's in there. It's just, you know, I still don't use it very much. But, uh, but I think that's part of the feeling too, is I think if I didn't speak French, you know, that would add to my uncomfortableness, you know, like Dutch or whatever, just whatever. Even like the Spanish in the States, you know, I, I didn't really know what was going on. Whereas, yeah, for me, it's, uh, it's, it is kind of comforting. It's kind of nice. It's like, yeah, I can read that. I can read all this, this stuff. So how come you're going back to Toronto? Uh, well, oh, so, uh, I was going to go back earlier because of, you know, the, um, Oh, the big party there? The, the, the cottage thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, man, people, are, the, the people I know are busy fucking people. Like, they basically could only nail down one weekend that everybody was free. But then we figured that out. But for that one weekend, the place we always stay was not free. Even though it's, like, my friend Katie's uh, boyfriend's parents' house. So they're pretty flexible. But they just couldn't that weekend. It just didn't work for them. So uh, we started trying to find places to rent but everybody wants to rent a cottage, you know, next to a lake in the summer uh, on the weekend. So it was like crazy expensive. So basically the whole thing just fell apart. So I was gonna go back to Toronto in August for that, but, uh, but because that fell apart, I tacked on another month in Montreal. And uh, so, I mean, I guess I don't have any specific reason to go back to Toronto, just I mean, this has been a long-ass trip of like the six months in uh, in Vancouver and then three months here where I really don't know anybody. <laughs> you know? Like, it's getting a little weird, I guess. So it's like, yeah, I'll go back to Toronto where I actually know some people and... Oh, Matt Jenkins had a kid who I've never met. So, you know, there's things, reasons to go. Yeah, you told me that kid, that child would be six or eight months old now, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it was born right after I left for Vancouver, so... Yeah, about, about eight months, I think. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know. I'll just go dick around Toronto for a while. I'm not, like, excited about going back to Toronto, but, but you know, whatever. And then I got to eventually come back to New Brunswick just because I, I still need to get a health card and stuff and get my basic citizenship back up <laughs> to... Uh, it's a little weird feeling not having a health card, so, uh, yeah, I'd like to come back to New Brunswick and sort that out and then maybe see if I can find some spine doctors and shit. So, what happened? Your, your Medicare card ran out? Yeah, and uh, my, I had an Ontario one that ran out, and I applied for a BC one, but I just never heard back from them. Like, it wasn't, because I had changed provinces, it wasn't just an automatic renewal. They had to go through some stuff, and I didn't have a, an address. So, 
the idea was that they would send whatever stuff, whatever paperwork, to my old place because my my uh, my address on file was still this the apartment I had two years ago. So I just Facebook messaged my old roommates and was like, "Hey, if anything shows up for me, just let me know and I'll come grab it." And nothing ever did. So I was just like, "Well, whatever." <laughs> like, uh, whatever. You're so transient. You should just apply for one in your Brunswick. Yeah, well, that's what I'm. Apply for one now, and uh, if they your address, you're just traveling. Yeah, I mean, I probably could, right? Yeah, maybe yeah, I'll look into it. Yeah, you go online and just do that. Yeah, yeah, why don't you do that? Go online and just say, yeah, like put this as your address that you live here. Yeah, yeah, I think I will. Sure. Yeah, because I think the only thing is you're supposed to be in the province for four months or something. But yeah, but they don't know where you are. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're declaring income tax anywhere. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I didn't even do my taxes last year yet. And even if you did do your taxes last year, big deal, you didn't have any income. Yeah, I think that's true. I think the last batch was that uh, coffee shop, cheesecake shop job, which I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure that doesn't spill over. Yeah, you should, uh, while, you, while you're in the heat and biding your time, yeah, you should do that. Just in case anything goes wrong, and if something, you know, something will go wrong if you have it. But if you don't have it, yeah. then you're stuck. Yeah, I mean, maybe my expired Ontario one would still work or something, but yeah, I gotta do it eventually anyway, so yeah, I will, I will do that. But anyway, yeah, so uh, yeah, this, just, this, I don't know why I thought, <laughs> well, I knew having trains going by wouldn't be a good place to record, but, but yeah, I just, like, I can't be above ground today. It's like, it's like being in a sci-fi movie or something. It's like, you know, like the, the earth is irradiated and like, can't go up there, <laughs> gotta stay stay where it's cool yeah well it's gonna get worse till the sun goes down anyway so we're hearing a, a beeping phone is that you're running out of time no i don't think so but i don't know there's so many noises here i, I don't know <laughs> it's just like got the nice french voice and the random beepings from people that are jumping turnstiles and all this stuff and man uh there's actually i just noticed behind me are uh, I guess it's Jehovah's Witnesses, is that what it is? The people that just stand around and want to give you a copy of the Watchtower. And yeah, yeah, it's Jehovah's Witnesses. Man, it must be, I mean, I've only been standing here for half an hour, but it's like, man, they just stand here all day. That sucks. I guess it's worth it, like, maybe we brought this up before, I don't know, because I saw them a lot in Vancouver, too. I guess even if, like, you only catch one person per day, or even one person per week, and they really get invested in your, in your, you know, society, I guess it's worth it. But man, it seems like a downer just to stand here all day. And they're not pushy. They're just like, hey, if you want to talk, here I am. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, man. Yeah, well, see, when they sign up for that, they have to commit a certain percentage of their time to promoting the word. So that's why they, they're, I mean, I used to have this gal, Roseanne. She still comes around. And I've talked about everything else in the sun, but that's her. She, well, she talks a bit about the Bible to me, but uh, that's, she, she's the one who told me there's a certain amount of your time when you commit to to being a witness that you have to you have to preach the word or spell the word or something the word and I don't know that it matters all that much how many people you draw in but that you just have to commit to going out there and spreading the word yeah maybe even just to be sort of a, a presence you know maybe that kind of helps yeah, because they aren't pushy about it, but... Oh man, that's one thing. I guess this is one more thing before I go. So that uh, 
that really cool church, the uh, St. Joseph's Cathedral, that's like the biggest church in Canada. Oh, the oratory. Yeah, man, that yeah. place is so cool. So I still, you know, go there once in a while just to go hang out and just whatever, just because just it's really neat. But I happened to be there last Sunday when an actual, uh, an actual church service was going on and man that changed the mood because <laughs> again like when I'm there and it's just tourists and stuff and you're just walking around then it's kind of neat because it is again like these like memories of being a kid and like oh yeah look at all this church stuff like that's kind of kind of neat just kind of cool and it's a beautiful building but when I was there and I'm just sort of sitting there doing whatever I was doing reading a book or something I think and then a church service started and I'm like well all right let's let's see if I can do this let's see if I can sit through this whole thing and I just couldn't. It's so fucking boring. <laughs> and that brought back the real memories of what it was like to be a kid and go to church and just hating how boring it was. It was like just the, the big wave of the memories just came flooding back. It was a little more interesting, I guess, because it was in French, so I was trying to translate, and that like, kept me busy for a little while. But it's like, especially because you know how time kind of dilates, like when you're a kid, an hour feels much longer than it does now. And I still couldn't make it. I couldn't make it through the hour. I made it 20 minutes and I'm like, I fucking gotta get out of here. It's just so boring. So I mean, as a kid, I mean, I mean, that's obviously why I hated going to church so much because that felt like six hours to a kid. And it's just like crazy how boring it is. Like, like I don't know what the Jehovah's Witnesses deal is, but but it's I'm very disappointed in Catholicism for its pointlessness you know like if you've got a captive audience and if you're gonna sit there and bore the shit at everybody this is your chance to talk about something something you know what? useful it, it, it is exactly the same wherever you go I mean you were listening to it in another language but right. it's exactly the same the introduction the reading of the two epistles the gospel the bringing up of the gift the communion, uh, then the send-off at the end, or the fairly well, or whatever. Oh, the, yeah, the gospel, yeah, I can say that. But, uh, and everybody just, they just go away, and they're not in, uh, they're not, like, instilled, or you don't see in their face, like, oh, I think I've gotten the word, and I'm going to go spread the word, or I'm going to go out and do good work, so i got to run right off to the kitchen and do something, and, oh, there's that poor man on the street, I must help him and give him some money, or whatever. There's none of that. They just, they just leave there and get in their cars and carry on. And then they show up the next day and then they listen to it again. But there's no real uh, passion or or excitement or I've seen the light. <laughs> yeah, there's that, none of that. That's where I almost feel like it's like two separate things. Like I could, you know, there's the the um, you know the question of like what is religion and what does it mean and how real is it and whatever. That's one thing. But I feel like, yeah, this is like separate. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you believe or if you believe or any of that. It's just that this is a boring event, <laughs> you know, and like outside event, of the religious part. The format of that event has been going on for centuries. Oh, like that, they never change it. They changed it from Latin to, to that, that is whatever what, the vernacular. What I, that's what I wanted to ask. Did you have the Latin church when you were a kid? Do you remember? When I was, a, when I was a young kid, yeah, the, the Latin church still went on where the priest had his back to the to the congregation. And, uh, yeah, it, but it was the same thing in Latin. And then when it converted to English, because I remember I was about 11 or so when that when that conversion happened, 10 or 11. And 
you know, everybody was, oh, oh, my God, it'd be terrible to have it in English. But, you know, they get over themselves. And But it was the same format. Well, that's, that's why I was thinking of it is because, uh, yeah, it seems so crazy to have church in Latin when you can't understand it. But I guess I got it. Hey, they're all just sitting there playing lip service to it anyway. Well, exactly. Oh, man. What difference does it make what language you're saying it in? That's exactly what I thought, because I, I started losing track of the French, you know? Like, after 10 minutes, I just couldn't focus anymore on the French, so it was all just washing over me. And that's when I started realizing, like, yeah, this might as well be Latin, and who cares if it's Latin or French or English? Like, I'm not getting anything out of it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So that is exactly what I thought, that exact same thought. So anyway, yeah, like, uh, I'm not going to go back there on Sunday anymore. Because <laughs> I still like the building and I like the vibe, but I don't like the church service. That shit sucks. And when you sit in through one, that's why I, I, I just wash my hands of it too. Like, oh my God. Like, when you're sitting there and you're, and you're listening, it just wrote. It's just people just... And, and they're not even concentrating on what they're saying or how they're saying it. There's no feeling in it. It's just... Our Father, our name, will be the name of you. And one uh, night I was, uh, I was at uh, St. Anthony's years ago, and I was listening to... Uh, they were doing the ways of the, the, the thing of the cross where they go around to each of the stations and they, you know, they say, Can Hail Mary, Our Father, Can Hail Mary, and the glory be to the Father. And if you listen to it, like if you, that's all, that's what you heard. Right. And, and it seems like nobody is concentrating at all on what they're saying. It's all this mumble. And that, I guess in the Middle Ages when they did that, that's how they numbed the, the masses into, so it didn't matter if it was in Latin. Uh, they numbed them into this and everybody was kind of like and you could, that night I remember sitting there thinking geez like I can kind of feel myself kind of going off into some other world but my mouth is still saying the words but I'm thinking about I'm, I'm somewhere else you know what I'm saying yeah and it I feel like what language it was I feel like all that stuff was kind of more more useful more valuable way back in the day and nowadays it's just it's weird but yeah, like I remember uh, that little chant of through him, with him, in him, through him, with him, in him. For, yeah, and for, they always say it, through him, in him, with him, or whatever, I forget nothing. Yeah, well, for like at least a decade, I thought it was through him with an Indian. <laughs> but, because I, why not? That doesn't make sense, but neither does through him, with him, in him. <laughs> None of it makes sense, so who cares? <laughs> but with the one that Denise used to do when she was a little kid. Uh, let me think now. I forget now what the Latin word is. That comes spirit. Oh, there's there's one that that comes spirit. <laughs> we love that one. We used to joke about that all the time, and our mother would sort of wash our mouth out with soap. We we're making fun of that comes spirit. because <laughs> it sounded like something got like voodoo. <laughs> oh yeah, and the host goes up. <laughs> I forget now what the wording is, but anyway. Now she would only have been like six or seven years old. Do, do you want some biscuits? <laughs> yes, I want some. She, she thought they were saying, do you want some biscuits? Yes, I want some biscuits. <laughs> because the Latin word does sound like that. And it was very, it came right at the right time. You know, he's lifting up the host. Do you want some biscuits? <laughs> yes, I want some biscuits. And then you went up and you got your biscuits. Yeah, that would almost be better to have like the little kid version of of the service with like all the uh, the the actual explanation of what people are doing. <laughs> I 
wouldn't mind hearing a Latin one again, certain parts of it, to see what, what we used to think that they said. <laughs> Through him with him. <laughs> yeah, that made sense because see, there were Indians that went to St. Oh, indigenous people, I should say, who who uh, went to St. Anthony. So yeah, it would make sense that you'd be welcoming the Indians. Through him with an Indian, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just never really. It didn't seem like it was worth thinking about. So I just like, I guess that's what he's saying. <laughs> you know, like nothing else paid off when you thought it through. So I'm like, well, that's not gonna either. It's just some weird thing they say. So <laughs> whatever. Um. Yeah, and I remember like having to do confession. Man, confession is just a truly bizarre concept when you're like 10 years old. Because I just, I had nothing. I just had a complete blank. I'm just like, I think what I confessed was I was, I was like, I don't know, sometimes when people are watching TV, I guess I like walk in front of the TV. I guess I shouldn't do that. Like, I don't know. I was, and I, I don't even think that was a thing I did. I just was like, I don't know what to tell this guy. Oh, yeah, I'm a fucking 10 year old. <laughs> make it up but at least you only had to go like once or twice a year maybe i think i only went once ever actually but in uh in my day you were supposed to go once a week Man. oh my good <laughs> god yeah you had to i mean we weren't mass murderers or anything like that and even if you were you wouldn't admit to that right so we we we'd have to go in and you had to say something because the priest was there and he made the sign of the cross there and he's kind of you could see his face kind of through the little grid um and you had to make up something so you always made up stuff like, you, know, you didn't feel bad about it in the real world, because, you know, I yelled at my mother, I yelled at my father, because you're thinking, yeah, but they yelled at me, too. Right. They deserved it. <laughs> so, you didn't really feel guilty. I fought with my brother, I fought with my sister. And and he, now he asked in here, say, say, go out and say three Hail Marys. He'd go out and say your three Hail Marys, and that was it. But you'd made up the stuff anyway. Yeah, the whole thing, it really, like, I feel like it all makes sense if you're in, like, oh, brother, where art thou? You know, you're in some weird Dust Bowl town, and then I'm like, okay, all of this makes sense then. Like, all of the religious stuff and going to church and the community that builds around it and, and all this stuff. But yeah, for, for nowadays, I'm just like, I don't get any of this. And sometimes you'd go in there, make up something, and then you'd get some priest who decided he'd have to drag you over the coals. you get this lecture, and you're thinking, man, like, I really didn't do this anyway. <laughs> right. I can't, I'm all down here, and, but I didn't really do it. But you couldn't say, well, I didn't really do it. Yeah, it's like weird notion too that it's like you're humoring a priest, but you you kind of are. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I should uh, I should get rolling. But yeah, I'll give you another call while I'm. I don't even know. I, I had you know like little anecdotes of things I wrote down, but I think honestly that peanut butter and jelly thing was the only good one. So <laughs> but, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> but I'll give you a call again from Montreal when it's yeah when it's less hot and when I can call from the surface of the earth and not from the underground. I'll give you a call. Okay. It's great hearing from you. Yeah, and I'll I'll check on my health card. I'll let you know how that's all going. And uh, yeah, and I guess that's it. So I'll talk to you in I don't know a couple of weeks or something probably. Okay. All right. Adios. Same place, same channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye. Okay. Bye bye.